SoWin TV presents. SoWin TV presents. Greetings and welcome to the broadcast. I am Maggie Cavanaugh and tonight I am here with the dynamic women of God who love to be transparent on the Godfidence Today show. I've got the Vanetta Carter. I've got April D. Metzler and Jessica Lindsay. And these ladies are all moms. Not only are they moms, they're moms of teens and tweens and, and littles and bigs and all of that. So they've got all kinds of experience when it comes to being a mother. And they've experienced a lot of different things as we all do, because it's, it's probably a, one of the most important things that we ever do. But yet it comes with a whole different set of uh, things that we need to be equipped and thank goodness for the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us in the honor of being a mother. So if you're watching this and you're a mom, share this out with all your mom friends. If you're watching this and you're an aunt, stay tuned because tonight we're going to be talking about something that affects more than just moms. We're talking about guilt and shame, the difference of that, but we're talking about someone specifically in the word of God who dealt with both of those things and you know her well. No kidding the woman at the well, ah, no pun intended, but I want to thank you guys for logging in, sharing this out with your sphere of influence, because we're going to dive into the scripture. But first I want to take a moment and talk about a little bit. Uh, we talked last time about mommy guilt. Mommy guilt is that feeling of having to feeling like you're doing things right because you're not doing enough or you're doing too much and the things that you're compelled to do that you know is wrong, but you do them anyway because you feel guilty about something, right? You feel guilty like I, I don't have enough time or or I'm just going to, you know, purchase these things to keep them busy or, you know, and many of the moms today, we understand the struggle of you just need a little bit of mom time. And so you're like here, oh yeah, you can keep your phone an extra 30 minutes or whatever. And then we have that sense coming in that stifles us because we're kind of like, uh, it's really not good for them. Or when you go through the drive through window at McDonald's and you know it's poison and you feed it to them anyway, whatever. Anyway, your case scenario might be different. My girls are laughing at me here and I'm sorry for the expressions. I'm just sharing some of the crap that I did when I was a mom and just being real about it. So, but tonight we're going to talk about the woman at the well. And I love this story, and I know it's going to resonate with many of you out there. And we're going to start with the reading of the scriptures, and we'll kick it off with Vanetta. We'll start with you, and uh, we'll just work our way down. And listen closely to this story, and I want you to listen through the lens as if you were that woman. I've been that woman. Maybe you haven't been married five times. Maybe you haven't been through all of the rejection from the community around you. Maybe you haven't been through that. I know I have, but I have been married five times, but I've had more than five encounters. Let's put it that way. So I had guilt. I had shame. I had all of that stuff. So listen closely with ears to hear and visualize yourself being that woman at the well when Jesus shows up. So Vanetta, go ahead and unmute. We're going to kick off the scriptures with you tonight. 
A woman from Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, how is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Wow, that's so good. So, so good. Woo. Okay, so we're going to continue on here with April. Yeah. It says, the woman said to him, sir, you have nothing to draw water with and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father, Jacob? He gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and his livestock. Jesus said to her, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty or have to come here to draw water. Jesus said to her, go call your husband and come here. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you are right in saying I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you now have is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, but you say that in Jerusalem is the place where people ought to worship. Jesus said to her, woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the father. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know for salvation is for the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such people. Okay. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming. He who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. Just then his disciples came back. They marveled that he was talking with a woman, but no one said, what do you seek? Or why are you talking with her? So the woman left her water jar and went away into town and said to the people, come see a man who told me all that I ever did. Can this be the Christ? Wow, can this be the Christ? Would that be like mind-blowing? And if we drop down later in the scriptures, it talks about she went and told everybody. 
she went and told everybody her testimony of what she experienced at that well that encounter with the lord and that's what we're going to talk about is how the guilt the shame melted away so we'll start with jessica and uh didn't mean to cut you off a while ago jessica i kind of you're good <laughs> uh whenever you read this content of scripture uh what does it speak to you about that woman um first of all i think um it it needs to be said that she, and and just reminded that she did not think highly of herself obviously she was a samaritan right and samaritans did not have a good name right um there were probably things that she did you know that she's done and and you know like have five wives <laughs> i mean five husbands <laughs> not five wives five husbands um and and at the point where she felt shame it was because she felt a lack um I go back to um, just, I and I don't know if y'all talked about this last week because I missed you guys so much, but um, I don't know um, if y'all talked much about this, but going back to Genesis and the book of Genesis and, and how Adam and Eve fell, uh, the first thing God came to Adam and said when he saw them is, um, you know, who told you that you were naked when, when Adam said he was naked and covered himself, he said, who told you you were naked? So who told you you're without? Uh, and so, and, and so now in this time that we live in, it's so important to know that we have, you know, that Jesus has come. He is obviously, he came to that Samaritan woman. Um, and when you read right before that, uh, right before where we started, it's talking about how he departed. Uh, he left Judea and departed again for Galilee. So he's departed Judea and he's headed up to Galilee and he and he has to go through this town that he stops in. And and it's a place that that nobody would, you know, typically want to stop in if they were, you know, a Jew. And and yet he did. And he did because he knew that he was going to encounter um, people that, that needed him. He knew what Samaritan, you know, the Samaritans were like, he knew that, that, um, that there had to be one that he was going to reach. And so I believe that, that, that he's also wanting that of us, you know, through the Holy spirit, he's wanting to reach us in a way that, you know, especially when we feel uh, shame and guilt and, and we all have, um, yeah. he's wanting to reach us and he's wanting to, to speak to us and, and, and share with us that we are not, we're not lacking. Amen. That's so good. So good, Jessica. Thank you for sharing that. And yeah, we, I think we did talk a little bit about, uh, that as well, because, you know, in the garden, that's where it was kind of birth that, you know, sin was birthed there. And, uh, that's mm -hmm. where that whole thing came in. And guilt is, is that sense of knowing you've done something, you're busted. You, you got it. You know, you did something. No one else might know it, but it's, you know what you did, but shame, you can experience shame and never have done anything wrong. These people could have just been ashamed of being a Samaritan, or you might be shamed of your social economical status, or you might be ashamed of a family member who's addicted, or you might be ashamed. So shame is a little bit different, but they come together. They're like, they're kind of like cousins, you know? Um, so anyway, I just love that. Thank you for sharing that. That's so good. Vanetta, weigh in, sister, weigh in on the scriptures. I love the fact that this woman 
every person who have ever encountered the Lord, their life was never, ever the same. So here it is. She's coming, asking about something in the natural, and he's ministering to her about spiritual things. It was just so powerful. And I love how she went and told everyone about this man that she met, a man that told her everything about herself. You know, I just love that I relate to that woman because I was that woman who had a low self-esteem, low self-worth, low identity, and had no idea who I was. I didn't know that I was a king's kid. I didn't know that I was the apple of his eye. You know, I didn't know any of these things. So I love the fact that this woman, she went talking about one thing, but he met her in an entirely different way. And I love that the Lord you know, he has a way of ministering to us in a way where he lets us know that he's aware of what we're doing, but he doesn't bring like, oh, look at you, you had five husbands, you know, like to come to her in a way that was degrading or belittling. He just basically told her, I know, I know where you've been, you know, and the more that he told her these things, she realized, wait a minute, there's something that is different about this man. He's not after me from my body. He's not after me trying to, you know, get something from me, but he's trying to get something to me, which was to deliver and set her free, you know, from that guilt and shame. Amen. Amen. That's so good. You know, I just love the way that Jesus interacted with all the women in the Bible. You know, women were very important. Uh, you know, I think about the woman, um, you know, that was caught in adultery. And how he was so gentle with her. He wasn't like, look, you know, he wasn't harsh. Like, look, you know, you messed up. You shouldn't be doing this. But yet he just told her, go and sin no more. And so it's kind of like that encounters that he had with people that struggle. And you know, she had to have some guilt. You know, she had to have a whole lot of condemnation going on. Everybody was wanting to stone her. But yet, you know, Jesus, he just he just bent down and started writing in the sand. And different theologians have different theories on what that was all about. You know, I'm thinking, man, he was calling those dudes out. And as they slowly dropped their rocks and walked away because, you know, he has no sin, cast the first stone. But yet we do that to ourselves. Even if there's no one accusing us, many times we'll listen to that voice of the accuser of the brethren and we'll think, okay, yeah, I, you know, I'm so messed up or, you know, I got, I really blew it with my kid last night or, oh Lord, you know, you can never forgive me of this. No, that you got to shake off that negative, nagging, harassing, anything that's accusatory is not God. Okay. It's the enemy. And if it is trying to tear away, like she said it, your self-image of who you are, who God says you are, then you need to get, you need to take authority over that and go to the truth and go to the word like we're doing tonight. So, cause that word is so powerful. So April, weigh it in girl here, the woman at the well, guilt, shame, condemnation, Jesus setting her free. She can't shut up about the goodness of God. I love it. <sighs> Right. Yeah. I am. Um, I'm sitting here pondering what you guys are saying and and just seeing how it's all intricately connected and, and just comes into this story. But, you know, um, it, it's the the questions, you know, who who showed, said that you're naked. Right. And I, I just love how Jess brought that up. And then you're sitting here talking about that conversation. And the question he asked her is like, <laughs> where'd they go? Where's your accusers? You know, you have who who's left to condemn you. 
Um, and so it's it's these questions of of that. And then Vonetta brought in the the knowing factor. And uh, just to elaborate on that, one of the things I love is that Jesus is meeting her exactly where she's at in the season that she's in, in this time right now. This is that moment of introduction. And he literally meets her on on her level of communication and then pours in, you know, that that extra layer. He just takes something that she does naturally, like Vonetta is saying, and he just does a slight pivot to pull in the the spiritual spring living water references and and what that looks like to introduce that it's a beautiful demonstration of what it looks like to talk to people about the gospel of Jesus Christ and do that introduction conversation. If you're, you know, needing an example, this is a great example of that. But, but I love the heart of where this conversation is going because, you know, there's so many times that, um, that we do, you know, end up allowing and entertaining those thoughts. And you're right. It's an accuser. He's going to sit there and literally go all day long accusing you of whatever it is that you have operated in your past. And, and this woman is a prime example of doing all sorts of kinds of things, but God knows us. And it's, I love the, the knowing factor, you know, it's, if you, if you would know who it is that you're talking to, and, and it's that it is statement goes back to the original root of the I am references through scripture. And he's literally saying I am before he even says I am. And it's just beautiful how he's just leading her gently into into that knowledge and awareness. And it's just as soon as the light bulb comes on, she takes off running with it. And uh, I just I don't know. I just I see this beautiful uh, connection, communication, and relationship building conversation going on right here. And if we would just take the time like she did, she stopped all of the work she was doing and she took the time to hear God and hear from him. And then she was able to receive that next step, that next, you know, moving forward in this knowledge, you know, it's, she got the deposit and then she took off with it. So I don't know, there's a lot there to unfold. Yes, there is so much there. I love the fact that, you know, the time of day that she went there was already um, a time that other people wouldn't be there. So she's already kind of secluding herself, you know, she's pulling away, being alone, which the enemy will do that to you. He'll make you feel like, you know, because we heal in community. But yet when she got free, she went back into community and told everyone. So I'm thinking the people that she felt rejected from the people that she felt lesser than around the people that she wouldn't would try to hide from, you know, she was hiding. She's out there in the heat of the day and you know, nobody wants to go out there at that time, but she specifically went then because she knew that she would not see all of those perfect women. And so if you're watching this broadcast and you think that there's all those perfect moms in the carpool lines, perfect moms at the soccer fields, perfect moms at the grocery store, perfect moms at the spa, perfect moms on Facebook. Let's be real. There is no perfect this side of heaven. We are all in process. And so many times our self-image gets torn down by the enemy as seeing these things. And I can only imagine as she walked through the city, how there, you know, she would see these women and think, yeah, but they haven't been married like 
all the times I've had. I'm, I'm such a screw up, you know, I just can't get it right, you know, and all of those lies and all of that stuff will come in and choke it out. So I just want to pull the, uh, the, you guys and ask you, are any of you all watching The Chosen besides me? I'm watching The Chosen. No. Okay. So people have strong opinions on this. Okay. So it, first of all, it is not line upon line, precept upon precept. It is, um, it is, is not scripture. Okay. It's based on scripture, but it's not scripture. So there's some back end storylines in it, but there is a scene in that film where this encounter takes place. And the woman that plays that is just like, so excited. And I can't, I'm like this lady, she must be thinking about the deliverance and the goodness of God. So I'm just saying, just saying. So, okay. So um, Jessica, have you ever as a mom felt uh, uh, lesser than as a mom whenever you looked at other moms, like maybe this woman did? And if so, uh, what did you do to shift that mindset according to what God says about you? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I was even telling my husband, um, <laughs> it's funny, she, you should even ask that, but I, my son had a, a football clinic to go to. And so there was an NFL player that put on this clinic and he was signing autographs afterwards. And, and it's so funny how the enemy just has a way of like, just sneaking a little, you know, and I'm looking at all these moms that, that, you know, that are, you know, all a size zero and, you know, with their hair all done and, and, and I'm going, holy wow. And, and I'm sitting here and you should have, I mean, my hair was pulled back in a bun and I was, I mean, my face was bright red because it was 105 outside and, <laughs> and I sat there and I, when I looked at the picture, cause my son and I took a picture with this NFL player and I looked at myself and I went, like, whoa, whoa. And, uh, and I, and I instantly, I said, but yeah, but that's not, that's not who I am. And that's not, you know, that's not, you know, I mean, I was just telling the ladies, I, you know, I was, I dyed my roots today. Right. I'm not ready to go gray. I have gray. I'm a gray haired woman. I'm not ready, you know, to show them yet. It It is what it is, you know, but I mean, all the time, the enemy just has a way of, of just coming in and, and, and just speaking things, little things. And it's, it's the little foxes that ruin the hen house is what I, is, you know, what, what they say, it's the little foxes. So you got to catch every single one of them and say, no, in the name of Jesus, this is who he says I am. The scripture says that, you know, I am fearfully and wonderfully made, you know, there is nothing. I lack nothing. I, you know, just, I mean, the list goes on and on, you know? So I love that because I've been there. I used to, I used to measure my um, appearance based on people around me as oh, so yeah. dangerous. That comparison comparison is, yeah. Comparison is a, is a nightmare. <laughs> it's yes. an absolute nightmare. <laughs> yes. And I can mm -hmm. remember a time whenever I, uh, when, you know, I was a single mom and I had, I would be, I would hate to go to the carpool line because I had this torn up Toyota that had no reverse. Okay. And so, and it, it was so bad that this, the ignition had gone out on the car and I just busted that thing off and used a Phillips screwdriver to start my car. And I was, you know, I had to, I would pull up in the carpool line. There would be all of these nice cars and all of these people. And I would just pray 
that I wouldn't have to back up for any reason because I had no reverse. We called it the Flintstone car because the kids would have to open the door and I would get, I would say, okay, you guys get ready. And I was, you know, I'd say, hold on. And I would kickstart it. That's probably got a lot to do with some of my physical problems, but I would kickstart and push that car to get it going sometimes because it wouldn't start as a five speed. So I said all that to say this, I would look around thinking that, you know, oh, if I only had a nice car, my life would be okay. And I'm sure that this woman at the well was kind of like, if I only hadn't have, you know, had all those encounters and, you know, stayed true to my first husband or whatever the case may be, there's always that what if. And the guilt, the shame, all of that stuff that comes in is always um, trying to get you to look at what you don't have instead of what you do have. So anyway, so Vanetta, what are your thoughts on that as far as um, being able to stand against the lies when the enemy comes in, uh, accusing you and trying to bring shame on you for something that's just not even legit? I would say um, as a new believer, because I didn't know who I was, if it was people that was around me and I could kind of feel like they felt a little bit uncomfortable around me, I would kind of downplay who I was to kind of fit in with them. So I was like the other extreme. Like if I, like in order to fit in, I would downplay who I was because I didn't want people to feel bad. I didn't want people to feel you know, like I thought I was better than anybody and, you know, but see the enemy knows who you are. Yeah. So a lot of times he'll put people around you who don't feel confident in who they are so that it can kind of shake you in a sense. But when I really grabbed a hold of all who I was in God and I'm still, God is still teaching me and equipping me and showing me things, I'm able to now walk with a certain level of God confidence, Godfidence, you know, I'm, I'm, right. I'm at a place where I'm able to walk in that because I know that I'm representing him. So I just, I just thank God for the opportunity to embrace who I am and be okay with it. Cause for many years I would just, you know, the Lord would show me things and I'm like, Oh man, I don't want people to think I'm being a know-it-all or, you know, I know prophetically God would, I remember one of the first things I prayed for as a new believer was discernment. And wow, when I started picking up things, I was like, I don't want to see that, you know, because I mean, that discernment is like, you can't turn it off, you know? Right. So I mean, just being able to not just know who I am, but whose I am, who I belong to. I belong to the most high God. I was born with the price and it was not cheap. And just embracing who I am and not being not being ashamed of it, not being embarrassed by it. Because I used to walk around with a lot of shame because I'm like, man, I just want everybody to like me and I just want to be a good person. But when you're representing almighty God, everybody is not going to like you. And That's I'm right. my skin today. I'm okay with that because I know <laughs> I'm representing him. I love everybody. I will love on people. I would encourage people. I would undergird people. I would pray for you. I will intercede on your behalf, but I'm not going to apologize for who I am in God. I'm just not going to do that. I did it for many years and I think I missed a lot doing that. 
Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because it's important that we are recognize the difference and not try to conform. You know, the Bible says, you know, that we're in the world, but not of the world, but yet we want to fit in. And God had dealt with me before and told me, why are you always trying to fit in when you were designed to stand out? You know, we are ambassadors of the king. Now, if you're watching this and you're going, oh, well, you know, they think they know it all. Our motto to this show is we don't know it all. We don't know it all, but we know who does and we know where to go. So that's why we go to the scriptures. That's why we use the scripture as a mirror to say, okay, you know, how am I doing here, God? What needs to change? You know, we are on the potter's wheel and will be until Jesus comes back. And so these women are here because they're transparent and that's what we need. So if you're watching this thinking, you know, oh, well, I could never hear from God like that or, or have discernment or anything like that. You know, you need to just pray and ask the Lord because the Bible says that you ask for wisdom, wisdom. He's not only going to give it to you, but it says he's going to give it to you liberally, okay? And so you're going to be able to get closer to the Lord the more real you get with yourself and the more you take the limitations off and you shake off the guilt and shame and you get rid of the chains that are holding you back and you press in and say, God, you define me, not the world, not the woman in the carpool, not the woman at the football field, not the woman on the job or wherever. So anyway, okay. So April, we're back to you, sister. What's my question? <laughs> Your question is, and we're, we're pretty much out of time as we always are, because we could just talk about this stuff for hours. So I want you to get way in with some final words for the woman out there that might be dealing with guilt and shame. Yeah. So those things are, um, you know, they're, they're doorways. They are um, just like a, a gateway drug is when it comes to the light oh, yeah. stuff. Um, they are, if we entertain them and if we allow them, then it leads into other things. You know, you'll be in a, a pit of despair. You know, you'll be in depression. You'll be dealing with um, sadness. You'll be um, allowing other things to come in. So I just encourage if you are, um, feeling guilt or shame about your past or about something that is currently going on right now, I definitely encourage you to um, take those things and put them to the side so that you can actually set your whole focus on what God has to say about those subjects that you're feeling guilt, guilt and shame around. So just, just get into the word and then have God um, minister to your heart his truths and then go back to that box of things that you're dealing with and actually take them out and compare them up against that mirror that Maggie's talking about that the word of God is and and see what that looks like. What's the truth? What are you going to believe? What are you going to choose to believe about yourself? Is it going to be what God says about you or is it going to be a, what these things that you've been battling with or struggling with are in your life you know you choose what your identity is so that's my encouragement Ooh, that's good y'all hear that you choose based on what he says so that's so incredibly good thank you for sharing that and you're absolutely right as being someone that's worked with people biblical counseling over the years i have seen the gateways and i have seen the torment as the result of the lies and you know god is no respecter of person and he's wanting to heal you and restore you and but you've got to be willing. You've got to go to him and say, Lord, I got this junk. You know, how can I, you know, repentance uh, and turning from that junk and overcoming it. And when the enemy comes in to remind you of what you did, you're like, no, it's under the blood. It's under the blood, you know. And so that's so good. Thank you, April. OK, Jessica, final words from you, dear. 
final words for me, I think um, transparency, the key is the key when we come to the Lord and say, Lord, this is me, like this is me in all in all my mess, right? Uh, whether, you know, whatever it is, whether it be like what Vanetta was talking about, where she doesn't, you know, where she was ashamed of, of who God's calling her to be or, or something that you've done or, you know, your position in society or whatever it is. Um, and remember that there is there is a creator of the world that painted a picture of you and there's not a darn person in this world. There is not a, a anything that, that can turn around and tell a creator of a painting who painted a horse, a picture of a horse, that that picture is a cow. I don't care if, if 7.1 billion people come up to you and say that is a cow. If the creator of that picture painted a horse, he painted a horse, plain and simple. And so, and, and so we have to re realize that as women, that the creator of this world created us to be exactly who he created us to be and nothing more and nothing less. And there's not a darn thing that anybody can say that changes that. Amen. Amen. Well, hold on. Hold on a second here. Let me get my Pentecostal rag. <laughs> I'm sorry. You guys, I'm sorry. Uh, it's actually TP. So I'm just, I, you want real? We got real. <laughs> but that's truth. That's truth right there. And so many times we allow the world to try to define us when he has already defined us. He has already said that we're a magnificent masterpiece. He has already knows how many hairs is on our head and loves us just the way they are. And our junk does not freak him out. God is not freaked out by your junk. So quit trying to hide it from him and just go to him and process it and deal with it. And if you can't do it, on, you know, with you and the Lord, he will allow you to get help whether you need a support group, whether you need biblical counsel, whatever the case may be. Um, you know, the Bible says that in the multitudes of counselors, there's safety. And so it's important to realize you're not alone. And if you're being harassed by those thoughts, then there is freedom in Christ. So I just want to say that. And I'm going to ask Vanetta to close us out in prayer. Vanetta, if you will pray for the women, the moms specifically, uh, even if a guy is watching this, you know, I mean, he might be a single dad thinking, okay, I'm playing the role of mom and dad here. If you yes. could just pray for those that are battling guilt and yes. shame and um, point them to the cross. Thank you. Okay. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord God. We thank you for the men and for the women that have watched this program today. Father, we just pray that even right now, Father, that you would just wash them, Lord God, with the blood of Jesus, remove shame, remove guilt, remove discouragement. Father, remove the need to fit in. Father, you have called them to stand out for such a time as this. Father, we pray that you would touch their hearts, touch their minds, Lord. Father, we pray that you would minister to them even right now, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and physically. Father, we know that you said in your word that he who has begun a good work, that you shall complete it. Father, we speak, oh God, that everything that you have spoken over their life, we decree and declare that it is coming to pass in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, use them in ways that they never even dreamed of or imagined. Father, we just thank you that the words that went forth, that it would fall on good grounds. And we just give you praise. We give you honor and we give you glory because you have to receive the glory from their story. And we just ask all these things in your son, Jesus name. 
Amen. 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 We hope you enjoyed this broadcast. I just want to add, if you have a child, a teen, your tween is dealing with guilt, point them to the cross and, and, and actively, um, you know, repentance is going to free them from that. And uh, so we just want to encourage you that, like we always say on the show, we do not have all the answers, but we know who holds all the answers. And so we will see you guys here in a couple weeks on keys to your note. We'll see you here on Godfidence Today. <laughs> Sorry, I produced a couple different shows. Godfidence Today, Mom's Edition. Super excited and honored to be here with these ladies. Share this with someone that needs some encouragement. Follow us on YouTube. Subscribe. It's under Keys to Your Best Life. There's a playlist on there where you can watch all the broadcasts. April's put that together for us. Thank you, April. And thank you, ladies, for being so real with us tonight. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Are you feeling broken or lost? Are you struggling to find a community of like-minded women? Come join us on Soul Win, Shining Our Light Women's Inspiration Network. Soul Win women have come out victoriously from their dark places and now use their God-given gifts to shine their light to the whole world. Get your free 30-day trial today. Go to www.soulwin.tv to subscribe now. Are you feeling broken or lost? Are you struggling to find a community of like-minded women? Come join us on Soul Win, Shining Our Light Women's Inspiration Network. Soul Win women have come out victoriously from their dark places and now use their God-given gifts to shine their light to the whole world. Get your free 30-day trial today. Go to www.soulwin.tv to subscribe now.